not working. What was that noise? I see something outside. Don't go out there! Prepare yourselves for a dark and twisted tale. Wanna play a game? How long can you survive? Imagine there was a top secret organization that only a select few people knew in the world. Kind of similar to like the FBI or CIA, but a lot more secretive. And housing some of the most paranormal and terrifying things inside it. Too bad something like that doesn't actually exist. So uh, today we're going to be talking about something that you may or may not have heard of. And that is the SCP Foundation. Okay, whoa, whoa. Nobody knows if it does or does not exist. Uh, they do. It very well. <laughs> it does exist. It doesn't exist. No, it does. It does not. It does. I say it does. You say it doesn't. It's literally a fictional website where people create stories that are creepy. Kind of like a creepypasta. I say it exists. Uh, sure. All right. Yeah, maybe it's the government saying, no, it doesn't exist, but really it does exist. Anyways, we're talking about the SCP Foundation people, and for those of you that don't know, the SCP Foundation, like I said, is supposed to be this, like, website that talks about these, like, government conspiracy things where they'll send out agents to go collect, like, some sort of monster, and a paranormal object, secure location, all sorts of different things. And there are some creepy SCPs, let me tell you guys that much. Yeah. That paper mache thing, like, I just, that could give me nightmares. Paper mache thing? Yeah, I can't remember what number it is, but it's literally this giant paper mache statue, kind of, with its, like, head turned. And it's one of those things that, it kind of reminds me of, like, was it the Stone Angels from Doctor Who? Where it's like, if you take your eyes off of it, it moves. Oh, yes. And this one attacks you and, like, can kill you. So, like, they have it locked up. And there have to be, like, four or five guys, like, in there to, like, feed it and to watch it. And they have to, like, say when they blink. Because if all of them blink at the same time, they're all dead. Dang. That's terrifying when you think about it. Yeah. And um, this thing looks so adorable, too. Like, huge head, stubby little body. I don't know. I've seen the video game creations of it, and it does not look adorable to me. It looks terrifying. <laughs> have you seen the actual picture of it? Yes. Yes, I have. We can put that on the Instagram page. <laughs> we definitely need to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so today I kind of picked two random SCPs that I have never heard of before. Sometimes they have names, sometimes they don't. This information I'm getting is literally taken directly from the SCP Foundation website. So I'm trying not to change the story too much and put it in my own words because I feel like it would lose the, uh, the intensity of the story in this. So again, this entire story is from the SCP website. Check it out because there's a bunch of cool ones. Alright, so the first one we're talking about is SCP-1054. So, according to this, SCP-1054 should be kept in a 3x3x3 steel-coated cell, which is supposed to be sealed at all times, except when testing is taking place. 
And the steel door that is used to access the cell should be airtight as to not allow any astroturf to grow outside the door. We don't want grass or anything near this thing. Based off that information, what do you think a SCP-1054 might be? Something that probably feeds off of life. Three by three by three, that's kind of small. Mm-hmm. What, is that like a fairy or something? No, no, no. Much more sinister. Pixie. A, a garden gnome. <laughs> Although, low-key though, in high school, I did write a horror script about a murderous garden gnome. Gnome, you didn't. I did. <laughs> you know, I did. <laughs> I mean, hey, they made a horror story about the leprechaun, so. And a telekinetic tire. Rubber. Yes. I need to show you that movie. It's ridiculous. I was thinking of the car one for oh, some Christine? reason. Is it Christine? Christine's the one with the car that comes to life. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's the Stephen King book. Same as Cujo. I yeah. love Cujo. Stephen King's fantastic. Actually, he has a new book that just came out. Ooh. Yeah. All right. So anyways, this garden gnome is about 32 centimeters tall and about 14 centimeters wide. And it has a white beard, a red hat, and is sitting on a sack of unknown contents. All right. Does it have like black pants and a little blue shirt with like a black belt? Um, I have no idea, but it is playing a wooden flute-like instrument. And it's kind of in a dancing position while it's sitting on the sack of unknown contents. <laughs> okay, so SCP-1054's effects become noticeable when it's left in the same place for just an hour. Precisely 63 minutes, alright? And if it's kept in the same spot, green plastic, bla green plastic blades, or like kind of like fake grass, will start kind of sprouting out of the ground. Anywhere where there's a surface that's connected to the garden gnome. And this thing will spread at a rate of one centimeter per 30 seconds in every direction. The grass will just keep growing until it hits like a wall or something in its way. And at which point the growth will just stop once it hits something that's like not the ground. Okay, so far not too, too bad. If the object is removed and the gnome remains on the surface, the grass will grow over the clear patch. So, like, plastic flowers, trees, and other plants will grow from the ground. Every so often, the grass will also grow a conscious life form. <laughs> Which, in the SCP Foundation, they call it SCP-1054-1. <laughs> and... <laughs> and it'll grow basically a variety of different life forms. So one of them consists of a pink plastic flamingo. But instead of its legs, the specimen has a pole stuck in the ground of like the fake grass. And it can't walk, but it is fully capable of moving its neck, beak, and wings. Another specimen that can come to life are more garden gnomes. And these gnomes will vary in, like, size, looks, and clothing, but they'll never match the original SCP-1054. The third life form that could grow is called a digging dog, which the half front of the body is buried into the ground, but it can move its back legs and tails, and it cannot move from the spot that it appears in. So it's literally just, like, the legs popping out of, like, a hole and its legs moving. And then the last life form is a bird bath. And this birdbath will sprout out of the ground with five centimeter tall birds around the rim. 
And the birds can fly, but they seem to want to stay around the birdbath and become agitated when it gets taken away or they're removed from the birdbath. The last thing to note about these specimens is that, for the garden gnomes particularly, that sprout out of the grass, if they are left there long enough, they will start building houses and huts out of various materials. And they all kind of carry their own sack of contents as well, which no one knows what's exactly inside them, but somehow they're using them to build things. And they kind of start having their own little daily life and conversing with each other while they're building structures and doing their other jobs. And once every five hours, all the little new garden gnomes will gather in front of the original SCP-1054 and perform religious rituals such as praying and worshipping it. So what do you think of our first SCP? I almost want to say it's adorable. Do the creatures, like, attack or eat people or harm things or... They'll attack if you try to remove things. So, like, if I was to put it, say, in my fenced-off backyard, this grass can grow in this certain area that's fenced off, and I just let them be, won't touch anything, then... They'll be fine? I think it would have to be more than just a fence because there would be parts of the grass that could get out through the cracks of the fence. So you'd legit have to have like a sturdy wall probably built to contain this thing. But then when you think about it, it's kind of terrifying because it's just creating life. They're, crea they're like performing these religious ceremonies and maybe at some point when there's so many of them, they'll start to uh, take out humans. And that could be terrifying. It could be all in, like, ritual worship to uh, the original SCP. Doesn't R.L. Stein literally have a book that has attacking garden gnomes? I'm pretty sure he does. I know the gnomes appear in, like, one of the movies with Jack Black. Well, then it's part of his books. Dang. I just love how some of the life forms it creates are just so random. Like, a They're dog... All, like, <laughs> things that you could find in a backyard. Yeah, it's, like, all the uh, the little, like ceramic statues or something or like a pink flamingo that people stick in their yards yeah like that would actually be really cool to have a bird bath like that having like the little birds like fly around it yeah except they're not real birds they're like ceramic birds but still like that would be a mystical garden like i feel like looking at it it would be so cool to see. Right, but when you think about it also, the grass, if not contained, would spread so far. And then you would probably have the gnomes trying to expand their reach by breaking things down once they have a big enough society. And at that point, the grass would slowly just take over everything. That's terrifying. And if how quickly it spreads at one centimeter per 30 seconds in every direction... That thing could take over the entire planet so quickly. Depending on if the grass can live through ice and water? Possibly? Any surface that's not considered like a wall or blocking it. So under the sea. Yeah. It mm. The grass would probably grow under the sea. Because it's all, I mean, it's like fake plastic grass. I kind of want to create a D&D &D item <laughs> like that. You would, wouldn't you? I would. When I was reading about this, I was like, this sounds like such a, like an artifact type of weapon that you could find. Cannon. Gonna be somewhere in my D&D &D world now. I would love it. Oh my god, so terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
So now I'm going to read you the second one, and then we're going to compare the two and talk about which one's scarier. So the next one is called SCP-1039. And this one should be kept sealed in a 10 meter by 10 meter containment cell at all times. No unauthorized personnel are permitted to enter the containment cell unless specifically instructed by security clearance level 4 or higher. I don't know what (laughs) the clearance is for this or how it rates, but they got to be a 4 or higher to see this thing. And the interior of the cell is kept under constant remote surveillance through designated wall-mounted security cameras. And the footage is, like, constantly reviewed by assigned staff members. And if there is some sort of change, then, like, staff has to be notified immediately. And any personnel entering within a 40-meter exterior radius of the containment cell, they must have all their items on their person removed and accounted for, before being temporarily deposited within a locked and secured container outside the perimeter of SCP-1039's area of effect, unless they are instructed to retain possessions of said items by a site supervisor prior to entering the area. They literally have to remove everything. Like, they can't have, like, a pen with them and walk into this cell. Can they have their clothes on? Like, clothes, shoes... When would that end? Like, would hair count? Would yeah, I, I think it's just something that's probably not physically attached to the person. Like, clothes, you're, it's on you. But, like, if you have keys or something, like, you got to put the keys somewhere else before coming close to this thing. But what if the keys are on, like, one of those, like, zip tie things? Probably got to take them off. So now if someone did walk into the cell with an item... And somehow they magically lost the item. They have to immediately report it to a staff member. And the research team has to start reviewing the footage to see what happened to the item. So now under no circumstance are the other SCP objects or other items specifically protected by the Foundation, either for research or alternative reasons, or to be brought within SCP-1039's area of effect unless a security level of 5 or higher is executed. They are really trying to control the environment of this thing. And SCP-1039 is a 30 centimeter tall by 13 centimeter wide doll constructed mostly of a tightly woven textile fiber with artwork on a torso resembling that of a crude human rib cage. The head of SCP-1039 is composed of hardened clay molded into a grotesque and misshapen human skull. And the back of it is marked with a symbol of unclear cultural origin which is yet to be translated. Oh, God. It's not pretty. Uh, Okay, so what's interesting about this is that SCP-1039 has the ability to instantaneously and remotely transport items within an estimated 40-meter radius from their initial locations into the interior of its own body. Its body is mostly like a hollow fabric sack, aside from the clay-molded headpiece. Items are transported from their original location to, like, inside the torso. But the interesting thing is that SCP-1039 appears to only transport a single item at a time, and the incidents of said transportation are inconsistent and seemingly random. Staff who have had their personal belongings transferred to the inside of SCP-1039 report that the item disappears from their person and seems to instantly rematerialize within the body of the SCP. Any objects forcibly placed into the interior of the SCP will be transported to another random location within 40 meters of the area. 
scientists have not yet determined how this thing is able to transport items, which is very interesting with all the little research they do on the SCPs, supposedly, because this place doesn't exist. And then when people kind of review the footage, like watching the items disappearing, they'll notice regular bursts of visual static. After which, the viewing personnel reported that SCP-1039 had re relocated itself to another area of the cell. The static along with the movement of SCP-1039 appear to occur at random intervals. Whether or not it is a direct cause of like the wall-mounted cameras malfunctioning is like completely undetermined. But despite the remote surveillance footage displaying, apparently this thing has like teleportation abilities. When personnel enter the containment cell, it's always located at the center point of the chamber. The object does not demonstrate any shifts in location or characteristics of movement for as long as the individual remains within the confines of the cell. So the second someone enters, this thing's at the center of the room, not moving. But when they watch security cameras, they'll see static on the camera and this thing's now in a different location. The creepiest thing about it is that the head has seemingly been known to turn towards the agents within the containment cell. So this thing watches them. The personnel kind of reported a lot of discomfort and paranoia as the head of SCP-1039 continues to follow their movements across the chamber. And any items that are removed from its body give off a weird odor that's kind of similar to gasoline exhaust. <laughs> so any item you're going to get back is not going to smell pretty. The final thing to note is that since experimentation was initiated on SCP-1039, the object seems to demonstrate more aggressive behavior than before. Several Class Ds have had their eyes, tongues, and teeth removed by SCP-1039 since testing on the object began. Additionally, SCP-1039 appears to transport items both in several meters outside of its area of effect at a much faster rate than before. No more testing is to be performed on this SCP, and no personnel are permitted to enter within 40 meters of the object until further notice. What are your thoughts on this, Tori? It's an upset little demon doll that was a little bit of a trickster beforehand, taking things. But, wow, that is a lot creepier than I thought it would be. I just pulled out a photo for Tori. It'll be on the Instagram oh so you guys can see, God. too. Oh, my God. Oh. I don't know what I was expecting, but I was not expecting that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> are you stunned now? Also, here's uh, the garden gnome. Oh, the little garden gnome. So cute. <laughs> See, I would take the garden gnome. He is so cute. And telegrates an army of garden gnomes and flamingos and murders everyone. I mean, hey, Mr. Stein warned us. Who? Oh, R.L. Stein. <laughs> that took me a second. So which one do you think is creepier? The little skeleton doll that takes her things. Yeah. And when he's mad, he'll take your teeth and eyes, apparently. And was there a tongue in there, too? Yep. Like, I, as I was saying before you showed me the picture, it seemed like a upset little demon doll that was a trickster beforehand. Like, taking your things and kind of just watching you and doing whatever. Um, you know, if you put something in it, it rejects it. It's like, no, I don't want that. But then once testing started to happen on it which it may or may not have been painful for it then it started getting more upset and it's like no screw you guys <laughs> basically <laughs> um 
Yeah, I would say I am definitely more frightened of that thing than the gnome. Oh, no, I think the gnome is more terrifying. The gnomes can create an army and take over the world. That is terrifying. And it just creates life. But that's only a... That was never stated in the story of whether they attack people or colonize like that. Um, Whereas in the skeleton doll... He literally takes your teeth and eyes. That's if true. He's upset at you, like or your I keys. feel, <laughs> and just the looks of it as well. Like I think I could deal with a plastic lawn, with like a cute little garden gnome and a little dog that's halfway in the dirt. Also, how the heck does that thing build a house? Is it the other gnomes? That yeah, build? the other gnomes are the ones that build the structures. So it's not like the flamingo the and bird the bath dog and thing. the dog, yeah. Okay. They're just kind of there, but the gnomes are the ones that are like the prized <laughs> ones. I mean, hell, send that thing to like Mars or something. See if it can colonize it. Oh my god, it totally would <laughs> with plastic grass all over it. Oh my god. I'm not joking, the gnomes scare me. I don't like that. It comes I... off all cutesy and stuff, but no, when you think about it, that thing's terrifying. My optimistic side is just like, nah, they just want to be friendly and praise their little gnome god. They won't, like, colonize us or take over the world or... 1039 is going to steal objects, but then... Steal objects, steal teeth, steal eyes. Only when he's angry. (laughs) Are you kidding? That sounds like a little toddler. Anything could set it off. And to be fair, it's being experimented on. Very true. But again, it. it sounds like a little toddler where... Anything you do could set it off, and then there go your eyes. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. That is a creepy one, but... Just by the looks of it, too. Like, is this little, like... Put it down. (laughs) It looks like a voodoo doll to me. It does, and it looks really creepy. Like, the... (sighs) And anything pulled out of it smells like gasoline. I know. Hooey. Yeah. God, the SCPs are so interesting. Like, the, some of these stories people come up with are awesome. I give the writers so much props. And thank you guys for posting these online so we can talk about them. Because it's fun. <laughs> as well as any creepypastas that we might talk about in the future. Yeah, like Slenderman. Mr. Widemouth. That's another one of my favorite ones. Oh, I love Mr. Widemouth. That's a creepy one. That is. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to do some of those episodes. I would definitely want to do some more SCP ones. Yeah. SCPs and all of those myths and legends and stories that people can make up and god these are so good yeah can you imagine if the SCP foundation was a real thing and these are legitimate artifacts out in the world somewhere you know I would actually believe it because the Warrens have a whole museum of haunted objects yeah but they don't have a garden gnome that can like spread its love all over the place Create little plastic grass. No, but they do have Annabelle, for one, as well as any number of other cursed things. <laughs> True. I want to go to the Warren Museum so badly. I want to see Annabelle in person and flip her off. I was just about <laughs> to say, don't taunt her. I can't promise that. <laughs> well, look what we got here. A little redhead behind a glass case. What are you gonna do, Annabelle? Put him up, put him up. (laughs) 
See the little raggedy and all lifts his fist. Oh crap! Flies through the ground like the glass <laughs> at me. <laughs> I could just see her eyes narrowing, glaring at you. <laughs> Who the heck does this guy think he is? Beat him up! <laughs> <laughs> all right, I've had enough of these dang people tapping on my glass, taunting me. It says positively, do not touch. <laughs> so don't touch. Leave me alone. <laughs> Dang. I've been a good doll all of these years, but now you guys are just taunting me. It's not fair. I've been enjoying my fame. <laughs> <laughs> I've had at least five movies with me in it. <laughs> I'm a star. I don't deserve this stuff. <laughs> also, Annabelle's like a prima donna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a total diva. I love it. Oh, my God. That's great. Alright, on that note, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Uh, tell us on Instagram which one is your favorite SCP and which do you think is scarier, the gnome or the doll? And like always, like, share, subscribe. We really like when you guys share and tell your friends and family about us. Really means a lot. Primarily and... word of mouth. <laughs> And again, if you guys have any SCPs or creepypasta stories or anything like that that you want us to look at and share on here, please comment and we will definitely get to it. Absolutely. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. See ya.